0: hello everybody welcome back to another episode of find your model health the official podcast of shemaine's model health for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals i am shemaine linney i am a biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert i'm very happy to have you back with me for this most interesting episode um Before I go on though, I must stress that the information in these podcasts is not to be taken as medical advice and is to be taken for informational purposes only. Please do consult with your medical practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So this week we're learning about the microbiome diet. Now the microbiome diet got really popular at the start of 2019 end of 2018 um And it was at the time a very trendy way to lose weight while healing the body. And I do like the concept of the microbiome diet because a lot of it is what I've been implementing with my clients for the last couple of years. Um, It was created by Dr. Raphael Kelman and is based on eating and avoiding certain foods in the hopes of restoring health, specifically gut health. Um, And then it also claims to offer other benefits such as a faster metabolism and weight loss so (laughs) The microbiome diet is a three phase program aimed at helping you lose body fat or weight by restoring your gut health. It's based on the idea that eating the right foods will help keep your gut microbiome healthy which at this stage I think most of us know is instrumental to overall health. So if you don't know what your microbiome is. Um, your gut microbiome so we do have an external microbiome which is bacteria on our skin but your gut mi- microbiome is made up of trillions of bacteria and other microorganisms um, both friendly and unfriendly so they can be good and bad like um, our firmicutes and our bacteroidetes and um, And it's very important that we maintain the right balance of these good and bad bacteria in your gut. Um, And many studies suggest that maintaining this balance um, will improve digestion, reduce inflammation, decrease anxiety, decrease instances of depression and even improve brain function and mood. Um, So a healthy balance of good gut bacteria depending on which your dominant species is, can boost metabolism, help bring down or even eliminate cravings and help people shed unwanted weight. Um, So those would be your bacteroidetes and a specific family of bacteroidetes called acromansia Those ones are shown to increase metabolism. They're carbon feeders. So they feed on carbon, which when we break down carbon backbones, we then can break down fat and use that fat for energy. But those those are the kind of bacteria we're looking at. And obviously, we'd like to have a higher ratio of those guys than the ones that make us fat and unhealthy. So as I said, it's a three-phase program designed to improve good health and help you lose weight at the same time. So when we look at the three phases you have your phase one. Phase one's pretty strict. Um, It lasts 21 days and aims to remove unhealthy bacteria from your gut and replace stomach acids and digestive enzymes which are awesome like this in my opinion, this is awesome because they're so important. Um, so phase one, we focus on the four ores meal plan. And like I said, this is the strictest of the three. So the four ores is basically for the gut healing, um, where we remove So we cut out all foods, toxins, harmful chemicals that may cause inflammation or imbalance your gut bacteria. And this includes pesticides, hormones, antibodies and certain medications. The second ore is repair. So we load up on plant foods and supplements that help heal your gut and support the microbiome. And even in here we can look at adding in some really good like bone broths and glutamines and stuff. Then number three, the third or is replace. And this is where we're eating certain herbs and spices And if you're a client of mine, you'll know the term that goes with these herbs and spices, it's modbiotic. So you're eating certain modbiotic foods and adding in supplements, even modbiotic supplements that can help replace stomach acid and digestive enzymes and improve the whole digestive system and support the proliferation of the good bacteria. So support the growth and diversity and quality of the good bacteria. Now the fourth or in phase one is re-inoculate. This is where we repopulate your gut with healthy bacteria by eating more probiotic and prebiotic rich foods. We still are focusing on those modbiotics but now we're adding in a bit more probiotic and prebiotic foods and even supplements. Um, So in phase one you're required to avoid large variety of foods that's why it's pretty strict but you know what in my opinion and pretty much when I look at my clients most of them are almost always following phase one and it's not a big deal to a lot of people but in phase one of the microbiome diet we are advised to avoid all grains eggs most legumes dairy and starchy fruit and vegetables so the starchy fruit and vegetables will be a bit more challenging for a lot of people unless they're used to following say an autoimmune paleo template you also want to avoid packaged and fried foods sugar fillers coloring artificial sweeteners um, some types of fats so obviously your hydrogenated and trans fats Fish and meat are also avoided in phase one. So instead in this phase one, and it's kind of like my three day cleanse, you're encouraged to eat organic, uh, mostly plant based with prebiotic rich foods. So prebiotic foods are what your bacteria feed and thrive on, uh, like asparagus and onions and garlic. and even uh, spinach can be awesome too. And then fermented foods are promoted in this phase, like sauerkraut and kimchi and kefir and yogurt, um, just again to help more so with that modbiotic and balancing of the gut bacteria rather than to provide probiotics because a lot of these foods don't actually contain probiotics once the whole fermentation process has been done. Um, And then certain supplements are strongly recommended. Um, Probiotics, zinc, vitamin D, berberine, grapefruit seed extract, wormwood and oregano oil. Now, phase two is what they call your metabolic boost meal plan. And this phase is designed to last 28 days. Now, by the time you've reached this phase, you're assuming that your gut and microbiome have healed somewhat and it's more resilient which then, of course, allows you a bit more flexibility with your diet. So during this phase, you still need to avoid the supposedly gut-damaging foods from phase one. But here, it's only 90% of the time. Um, So this means that up to four of your weekly meals can include food not recommended on the food list from phase one. And this is based on if you're having a solid three meals a day across the week, four of these meals could include those um, not recommended foods. In addition, dairy, free-range eggs, gluten-free grains, and some legumes can be added back into your diet in this phase. Uh, And this is a nice phase that if you are having any reactions to certain foods you would aim add these foods in one at a time say every three days so we'll do dairy for the first three days then we might do some legumes for another three days and you can monitor if you have a reaction or anything if you don't have a reaction you continue to use them if you do have a reaction you will eliminate them again um, And in phase two, you can also start eating a lot more fruits and vegetables um, like mangoes and melons and peaches and pears and sweet potatoes and yams. So that's phase two. Now, phase three, they call it your lifetime tune up. This last phase of the diet is considered the maintenance phase it has no recommended length and you're encouraged to follow it until you lose your desired amount of weight phase 3 is also meant to help you maintain the weight loss long term it doesn't say though when you're when you do reach your desired goal weight what you do to maintain it there and not continue to lose weight so um. When you look online there's no direction like do you add in more fats do you add in an extra meal what are you doing. But by this point your gut microbiome are believed to be almost fully healed. So although the foods to avoid remain the same as in the first phase, now you only need 70% compliance. So phase 2 is 90%, phase 3 is 70%. So Kind of you can eat whatever you want 30% of the time, equaling to about one meal per day. Still, it's recommended to avoid processed foods and added sugars as much as possible. Now, I would take phase three a step further. Um, After you have established what foods may not work well for your body, you're going to continue to keep them out. Plus also looking at some of the studies of the general population on what generally causes issues for us. I would still heed to some of those guidelines as well. So for me, if I was working with my clients on a microbiome diet, I wouldn't say eat what you want 30% of the time, but I would give them a little bit more flexibility with stuff that they do like, but that I have approved or I feel this is fine we shouldn't see any detrimental damage from having this or whatever um, but you know what i mean so basically the microbiome is split into three phases each phase eliminates the same foods but becomes increasingly flexible um as time goes on and there are some guidelines some more guidelines and foods so the microbiome warns against eating a lot of foods um and at least in phase one they should be completely avoided but then you get that flexibility as you move through phase two and phase three. So let's take a look at some of those. So first they have, and rightly so, and you know first and second listed, are appropriate in my opinion, especially as we see more studies come out. So first is processed foods and fried foods, specifically foods fried in trans or hydrogenated fats. Second is sugar and high fructose corn syrup. Then we've got artificial sweeteners, um, except for your good artificial sweeteners like organic stevia, Lakanto, Swerve, some people, not everyone, can tolerate xylitol and urethritol, um, but you get the idea. And then you've got your starchy fruits and vegetables, such as bananas, potatoes, corn, um, even peas. Then deli meats high in salt and fat should be avoided. Peanuts, soy, and other legumes, and cashews are a legume too, um, should be avoided. High mercury fish then dried fruit and fruit juices of course nobody in their right mind should be having them anymore all grains containing gluten which can be debatable now as the science is starting to come out that it may not actually be the gluten that's the problem it's the carbohydrate itself so we'll keep an eye on that space eggs and dairy except for butter and ghee Um, And then yeast and foods containing it. So those are the foods to be avoided. Foods that you can eat. And that can be enjoyed throughout all the phases of the microbiome diet are wild salmon, grass fed and wild meats, uh, fermented vegetables like sauerkraut and kimchi, non-starchy vegetables like asparagus and green beans and your broccoli if you can tolerate it, non-starchy fruits like avocado, tomatoes, um, lemons, limes, berries, nuts seeds and their butters um olive oil so extra virgin olive oil of course um so these are promoted chickpeas and lentils are promoted but again i would say that's more of a phase two thing where you implement those and you don't see any reaction then go ahead with it but a lot of people have issues with lentils and even chickpeas especially when they're not cooked properly And then, again, Lakanto and Swerve and Stevia in small amounts. And then your herbs and spices, so your modbiotic modbiotic foods. In phase two of the diet, foods like free-range eggs, dairies, uh, some gluten-free grains, although that's not really advisable or wise, and some starchy fruits and vegetables can be reintroduced. Um, And then to further on, so there are a few more rules. The microbiome diet encourages sticking to organic foods and avoiding chemicals and non-natural household cleaners and personal care products. uh, And it's also encouraged that you use a good water filter. Now, I'm just going to address this, Okay. I'm all about the organic foods. I clean my house with the essential oils and vinegars. I use beauty counter personal care products on my skin. I drink out of glass bottles and use water filters, except I can do that. Financially, I can do that, but not everyone can. And this is where I think the microbiome diet can be a bit discriminatory for those that can't afford organic foods or to use natural household cleaners who just want to optimize their gut health and need the help of this diet but can't afford some of the extras um, it still in my opinion is perfectly fine to follow the microbiome diet and only buy organic and stuff like that when you can if you can if you can't don't stress over it and don't say oh this means I can't do it it just means that right now your results may not be as optimal as we like but they're going to be very much improved and you will see a lot of progression from moving from a more whole foods based diet like this um or to a more whole foods diet like this from a processed high high trans fat high toxic oils high simple carbs and sugars diet so you will see that progression and you will see improvement in biomarkers even if you're not using the organic foods and the chemicals or can't afford um certain skincare products like I'm the first to admit that beauty counter as much as I love it it is expensive and I know not everyone can afford it um, so I do feel that there has to be a bit of give here for people that still want to use the microbiome diet but may not have the finances available so if you're switching from pizza all day every day to um, more whole foods like even lean meat even if it's not grass-fed you're going to see big improvements um and then also the diet does recommend various supplements as a way to reduce inflammation and remove unhealthy bacteria and help strengthen your gut so like your glutamine and your berberine and quercetin and garlic and stuff like that and if you can't afford stuff like that you can you will do very well on whole foods Um, you mo- may not progress as fast but you still will see a lot of benefits and out of all it The supplements that are recommended, just get what you can afford. I like vitamin D is pretty cheap. You always want to get vitamin D3, of course, and get your K2 along with that. Um, If you can't afford a glutamine supplement, you can always make your own homemade bone broth. um, And that's going to have some nice glutamine in there. If you can't afford a zinc supplement, you can get yourself some pumpkin seeds. They've got really nice amounts of... Uh, zinc in them, so you see we can look at stuff like um again, if you can't afford it, where can we get it from food, but as with. pretty much all smart diets or eating templates or any smart health professionals out there. Dieters are warned to avoid overusing certain drugs like antibiotics, NSAIDs, so they're non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, and proton pumps inhibitors, which are mainly used for acid reflux but really if you start following this diet you should have no issues with acid reflux unless there's an underlying condition there um, because they all have been shown to disrupt your gut bacteria and throw off your microbiome and open the door to a whole host of issues so um, antibiotics for sure we all know about those Guys, now and the damage that they would do so avoiding these medications whenever possible um of course will contribute to a healthier gut especially if you're doing all the other recommendations as well uh so other than potential benefits of the microbiome diet um it does say it will boost your metabolism and reduce cravings and promote the weight loss. Again, we will see that one, you have reduced the processed sugars and the bad foods and hopefully increased those bacteroides and the acromensia and the other beneficial gut bacterias. Um, so that would help with the metabolism. Um, the microbiome should help diet should help prevent nutritional deficiencies as well and because it's a really low diet in fat too so not just your processed crappy foods it's really low in fat that that may contribute to weight loss without the need to count calories or portion sizes as well so some people might like to do this um and then of course there's been beneficial um Or there's been research showing its beneficial effects on type 2 diabetes, heart disease, metabolic syndrome, Alzheimer's, depression. That all makes sense. So once your gut wall is stronger, it can help prevent all these unwanted diseases and immune responses and issues. There there are some... Downsides, but not not really. It really depends on your food choices. Um, some say that restricting your intake of certain foods that are beneficial, like fruits and grains and legumes, can have a negative effect. You know what? I don't believe that based on all the research on all the different food groups. There's nothing that you can't get out of other foods that you would get from grains and legumes and fruits. Um, so. I wouldn't even worry about that um and then so the other downside is emphasizing on organic foods and maybe stuff that people can't afford but overall uh I feel this diet the microbiome diet can is very doable for a lot of people um it does have not as much flexibility as how I would teach and how I've seen certain practices need to be implemented for long-term success especially in real life now like and I work with real life people real moms real dads real workers with stress and kids and lack of sleep and family days and birthdays and just all of that so for uh, many people I can see the microbiome diet is going to be a bit too rigid for them Um, but it's definitely doable for a lot of people and for someone that has severe gut issues this could be a great starting point for them Um, especially phase two as you start to reintroduce certain foods and you can see where you react and where you don't react. Well, that's it for this week. If you have any questions about the microbiome diet or this podcast or would like me to cover any other topic in the future, please do reach out to me and let me know. Um, So thank you again for joining me, listening to me ramble on. I really do appreciate it. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts and I will chat to you guys again soon.